Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And today, we have a very special duo, the guys that 20 years ago went to seven games against the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to get into all that, but first, we're going to talk about their podcast. Let's get technical. We got Rasheed Wallace and Bonzi Wells. Thank you for joining the program. How's it going, guys? What's good? What's good? good? Thanks for having us. What up, fellas? What up? What's going on? Well, you guys have some great guests. I want to know when I'm going to get my invite. You know, hey, hey, I just want to get an invite. What do you got to do to get an invite to come on? You know, you guys have everybody. I see you have Jalen Rose. You had David Stoudemire. Stoudemire, you had all these people on. I just want to know what I got to do to get on the show. You in in there, bro. You in there. That's that's nothing. That's nothing. I know, but... it, it's been cool. It's been cool doing the show, man. You know, a lot of our friends been stopping by, man. You know, a lot of people have been our personal friends, man, has been doing us a favor, just coming through, showing love, man, and promoting the show for us. Uh, you know, this is something obviously new for me and Rashid, man. So it's been, man, great to people like yourself and countless other friends has been helping making this process easy. Word. You know, I've had a chance to listen to the show and how did this come about? You know, you two coming together. I know you guys have history there in Portland. We're going to get into all of that. But how did this all come about with your show and putting this together and, and really taking, you know, in the media, as, you know, since you guys have retired? Well, what it is, I, I, I got to give my man his credit. You know, the captain, uh, Bonzi. He, uh, he was on my heels for a minute, man. I, I say a, a minimum a year. Like, come on, she, we need this podcast. Let's do this, man. All these other cats got their stuff. We need to do it. And I was like, nah, Bonds, I ain't, I ain't with it. I ain't with it. Then he's like, all right. So he kept going and going and trying and trying. And then one time I was like, all right, let's roll with it. He said, what? You serious? <laughs> I said, yeah, come on, let's do it. And then he introduced me to our other co-host, uh, Gerald Brown. And right. he's been rocking and rolling since. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, and you said that you guys, uh, you know, Bonzi, you're pushing Rashid. You're saying we got to do a podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a very cons- competitive space in basketball. We all know guys are competitors. Was there any other duo or any other podcast that you saw out there, Bonzi, that you were like, that's why we got to do it? They're doing a podcast. Or was it like, I just want to get in this space and start talking because why not share our stories? Because we have better stories than everybody else. Well, I mean, it was a combination of both. I mean, a couple of years ago, you know, podcasts were out there, but they didn't really have duos kind of like they have now. Yeah. Kind of like like how we are, and um, you know, shout out to my brother um, Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes, but I had right, rolled up, right. I had rolled up on them guys in New York. They were just filming a show, and I was just like Rashid said for the last year or so, I was just interested. So I just rolled up on them to see the process. I, I sat down, watched the process, and I just looked at them. And I said, "This is all y'all do." It was like, <laughs> "Yeah," and I'm just, you know, we're so used to making a physical buck, you know what right, I mean? Right, like, right, right. so used to make. So when I saw it, I was like. Oh, so I I barely got out the building. I'm calling Sheed, and I don't know if he heard it in my voice. <laughs> and he was just like, Bonds, just do it. And I just, just, you know, everything's been rolling ever since. And, you know, I just tried it. So shout out to Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, Darius Miles, Q Richardson, uh, No Chill Podcast, Knuckleheads. I mean, all those guys. I mean, I know we have similar podcasts, but we're different because we're all different people. We've had different experiences, and we all got something right. to say. And, and, and we love having this outlet because when we played, we didn't feel like we had this type of opportunity to say how we really felt and what was really going on. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a shout out to you guys and, and it's great to see those guys, knuckleheads. I remember cueing yeah, those yeah. guys growing up in Chicago, <laughs> you know. But I got to talk a little basketball. I'm watching the game. I think it was last week. I see both of you guys in the stands. You guys are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, I started smiling. I see the smile. I see you guys. Yeah. Let's talk a little basketball. The Portland Trailblazers are hot right now. Yeah. We got a great yeah. series. Yeah. 
I don't know if this if that's still a sore subject with you guys going back to that 2000 playoff if we want to talk about that. But tell us, what do you guys think the chances are of the Portland Trailblazers against the LA Lakers eight versus one seed? Hmm. Well, I think I think um, it's it's going to be a great series. Number one, because uh, Portland done did everything. They put they wearing their hearts on their sleeves. Yeah. Um, you know, all the way from starting with the general with Dame. And then, you know, you got CJ and then my nephew, Trent Jr. You know, Portland has a, a good squad. I think they has a good nucleus. Uh, you know, you, you bring the veteran leadership with Melo. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting series, man. And I would say probably the only difference in the series will be AD. Because I think you got to, to me, in my opinion, you cancel out Melo and Brian because somewhere along there, they're going to be guarding each other. You know, it's buddy buddy or whatever, but uh, <laughs> both of those guys can score. Yeah, you know, yeah. both of them can score. So I don't really see neither one of them having an advantage in that personal matchup. But I think overall, Portland is, is, is going to be tough. They could do it for sure. Yeah. I, I believe in them, but I think you know, AD might be the key to that series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I, I I'm with she, but only thing. Only thing about it this year is just it's so crazy because it's a neutral territory. There's no home right. court advantage. And that's why I give Portland even more of an edge because when you're playing in L.A., the whole L.A. hype, and we've all played their B.J. Sheet. Right. It's a different beast when you're playing in L.A. and you got Denzel mm-hmm. and Jack and all them on the front. It's <laughs> different. And I don't, I don't care what you're talking about. It's different. But, you know, when you – you know, now we're in the bubble. Now you might glance and see somebody on the virtual, you know, but you ain't really, now we, we hooping. Now it's just, we out here balling. So I think it's just anything can happen. And I think this is the perfect scenario for Portland. It's the perfect situation for them to steal something. And they're going to steal yep. this game. They're going to steal the first game. And L.A. might get it together, but they're going to win this series. And I'm pulling, really pulling for Portland because I feel like momentum is everything in basketball. And Portland has yep. all of it. Mm. And, and I don't want to make you guys go back and relive it too much, but in 2000, you mentioned the Staples Center and you mentioned playing it in that atmosphere. You guys are in a game seven. You have the Lakers. You have Shaquille O'Neal. You have Kobe Bryant. And you guys have so many young stars on your team. I mean, even like a Detlef Shrimp is on the roster. And if you go through, <laughs> Sabonis is on the roster. And mm-hmm. in that moment in time, as we transition from the 20th century to the 21st century, did you realize in that basketball time continuum what, what this moment would be as we reflect back and see the legends that were all in that game? Or was it, you know, you guys were still upset that the fact that you weren't able to hold on to that 15-point lead? Where, where, where do you stand looking back on it now 20 years later? Well, I'll give you my quick fill on it. You know, I know Rashid has a bigger <laughs> point on it, but, I, you know, in, nine, in, in, in 98, 99, that was my rookie year. Yep. We went to the Western Conference Finals against the San Antonio Spurs. It was a lockout shortened season. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. when Sean Elliott hit the, the tiptoe jump shot that's right, in the that's corner. Right, that's right. And it that's just right. changed the whole thing. And, you know, we felt like we were the better team. We felt like we could have beat them. We felt like we could have beat New York in the finals. We felt like we gave one away. Then year two, we come back, we're at the Western Conference Finals again, taking the game mm-hmm. seven, really had a chance to win. So a young, naive Bonzi Wells is thinking, hey, we're going to do this every year. We're going to be here every year better. <laughs> so when you're in the moment, I didn't think about it like that. I'm thinking like, okay, let's keep plugging away. You know, history has shown the teams, you know, like the Bulls before they went on their run, they went through some stuff. So I'm thinking in my right. mind, okay, we're going through some stuff. Now we're going to make that push next year and the year after or whatever, but not knowing the business of the game and how 
chess matches are being, you know, played behind closed doors. You know, we didn't keep our team together and they started mm -hmm. moving stuff around. But in that moment, I just, I, I was upset, yes, but I just thought we'd be back next year. Yeah, and I, I was kind of, uh, you know, I, I when it first happened, when it first happened, I was upset. But then, mm -hmm. you know, sitting back and, and looking at it, we we did all the things that we were supposed to do. Right. Um, you know, we we out hustled them, um, out rebounded, and they were done. It was just the basketball guys, man. The basketball guys said, "No, nah, this this is not you guys' time," because we missed the unlucky thirteen shots, and I missed about right. seven of them. And <laughs> like, like two or three of them was point blank range, yeah. and I still missed them bunnies. So I, I I just came to terms, man. You know, over the years that look, it was the basketball guys and. They, did, they didn't have it in the cards for us then. And if you look at it, that's what started that whole little Lakers run with Kobe and Shaq right. and, you know, the championships. Because we felt as though, man, we would have punished punished Indiana. We would have beat their ass. <laughs> <laughs> we would have we punished them. But, you know, we just had to get by them Lakers, man. And they always been a thorn in my damn side forever. Right, yeah. right, right. You know, Bonzi, I, I, you know, the game has changed, and I always like to ask people who played that position, and you see these wing players. In particular, yeah. there's one wing player. You were a big physical guard, right? I, yeah. You know, you were physical in the same categories like Clyde Drexler, Mitch Richmond. Mm. You know, you would you was checking body parts down there on that box yeah. back in the day when we used <laughs> to play in, in, on, on the box a little bit. Yeah. But I want to ask you as a wing player about Kawhi Leonard. He's yeah. a big kid. You know, he's playing in this era, but he's he's a big guard. Yeah. What would you try to do against a player with his physicality, knowing his impact on the game, not only on the offensive end, but the defensive end as well? I mean, that's Kawhi's a tough matchup because he don't got a lot of that ah-ah to his game. His game is just straightforward. You know, he gets <laughs> to his spots. He don't do a lot of wasted motion, you know, and he's like a Tim Duncan. It's like you want to talk to him and say something to him, but he just stole face. He's out here to do his job. And guys like that are tough to really figure out. You know, I love I love the way he goes at it on both ends of the court. He makes it hard. I mean, his all I mean, my motto as a scorer has always been my offense got to be my best defense. So I'm gonna go at you hard, <laughs> go for every offensive rebound run, just try to wear you down. And then on the on the defensive end, he's working just as hard. So you know, Kawhi is just one of those you know, those those tough picks. I, I love his size and length. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you if you can mold anybody after a guy, after a player, you know, you got to start with you know Kawhi Leonard, LeBron, LeBron James type molds. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. DraftKings has brought their expertise to legal sports betting. Yes, that's right. It's a legitimate sportsbook based right here in the U.S., so you can rest assured that your funds are totally secure. DraftKings is America's top-rated sportsbook app, and it is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your money at your own convenience. For the NBA, they got free live bets every day of the first round of the NBA playoffs, and any day you place $20 or more with your NBA bets, you get a $10 free live bet. For the MLB, you can bet even more or get 10% off your bets back in free bet value when betting on MLB this weekend. Head to the app right now and check out all that they have to offer, including player props, live betting, and so much more. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, don't forget about the DraftKings Fantasy app. They are offering millions of dollars in total prizes every day this week. 
Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code LASTDANCE when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter the code LASTDANCE, one word, when you sign up, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times play through. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Back to Bonzi and Sheet. And she'd have to ask you, I mean, talking about position changes, I mean, in the in the world where we're trying to all find a stretch five, Rashid Wallace might be the person that you point to and say, that's yeah. exactly what we want. A guy that can go to the corner, hit threes, a guy that can stretch yeah. the defense, a guy that can defend the rim if he has to. When you look at the modern era of the center mm-hmm. position, are you happy that you were able to play as a power forward and, and kind of, you know, kind of stay, I am the four and Ben Wallace is to you a five, or do you wish you could play in this, you know, stretch five era? Uh, well, if I played in this stretch five era, it'd be over. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted you to say. As a Carolina guy, I just wanted you to say that. So thank you. <laughs> but it, it's it's necessarily like like for me, it didn't. It didn't start with me, so I can't take the credit. A lot of young guys now that's playing, you know, they try to say that it was me that started it, like me and Dirk, you know, that started with the stretch four or fives and all of that. But in my opinion, for me, it was – I got it from Cliff Robinson and Derek Coleman. Coleman. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was mainly – for me, it was mainly Cliff Robinson. When I first got traded to Portland, and I think it was probably my second year out there, and we were playing the Lakers one time. And, you know, he seen – me and Sabonis, you know, we was getting beat up by the big fella. And after the game, you know, I had my elbows ice, my knees ice, and I had ice on my back, right? And I'm just sitting there like, uh. And he like, and he looked at me and said, hey, man. He said, look, he said, this is like a marriage. He said, you know, anytime you argue with your wife, you automatically going to lose. So you got to pick and choose your battles. He said, well, it's the same way when you guard these big guys, he's like, you know, you're not the bulkiest dude. So mm-hmm. night in, night out, you going against guys that's outweighing you by 75, 80 pounds. And he said, after a while, it's going to take its toll. So he was like, you got to mix it up a little bit, you know, go in and go out. But you're always going to give it your best on defense. You know, your body, you always going to put your body out there. Mm-hmm. But he was like, sometimes, man, you got to look, step back out. We know you could post them up. We know you could pull Shaq up or, you know, a couple of other big bodies at that time. But he's like, man, you're going to take a beating. He's like, you're not going to have a long career. And just sitting there thinking about it, like, oh, I was like, you're right. Because shit is taking its toll on me, man. And I'm tired of every time we play the Lakers, not only am I getting my butt kicked during the regular season, but we see them again, like, first round in the playoffs and all of that. So I'm tired of just – just having that sore body after the big fella done beat everybody up. So I had to pick and choose. And that's what made me start to go out there sometimes and shoot threes. That and when I, it was one particular season, um, Dunleavy had me play the three because he, he wanted to go big. He started Sabonis and uh, Brian Grant. So he had me playing the three. So that's when it was DJ. more normal for me to shoot that. Mm. You, you know, see, when you came, you, you got drafted with 95, right? Is that when you, 95, 96? Yeah. 95. Was, you know, I had saw Carl Malone. I saw Charles Barkley. But it was it was four of y'all who really, like, caught my attention that yeah. played that power forward position. And that's when that power forward position was, it really was the predominant scoring position when you came in. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. yourself, 
Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, and then Derek Coleman was already there. Mm-hmm. Talk about that era for you as a forward because y'all, that was really, you know, a dominant scoring position in, in the late 90s when you kind of was right. in the thick of your Chris career. Chris Webber is another yeah, one. Yeah, Chris Webber was there. Yeah. And uh, it was just so thick. Talk about a little bit about the matchups that you had to see every single night because that's when the power forward position was really changing. Yeah, it was. And and for me, personally, it was always a personal matchup when I went against KG, Tim, and C-Web. Because as you mentioned, they were the top forwards at the time. So it's right. like, look, I want to put my stake in this claim too. So <laughs> I think now, though, the, the game is different because one uh, power forward isn't a power forward no more. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, they're, they're not down there bumping and grinding on them chop blocks and, you know, posting up. Now they running straight to the three-point line. You know, the coach is telling them, get in the corner, get in the corner, stretch this, stretch that, and not taking advantage of it. Because if they did, it would be so, so much better. And then the big man would dominate the game again. Like, just imagine if every play, if the Sixers had a hard-nosed point guard who yelled at Embiid, Yo, get your ass down there on the block every time. I'm not giving you that ball on the wing. None of that. Don't come out top to set no high screen pick and rolls for me. None of that. Stay down there on that block. Yeah. And B would be the most dominant player in the league. But yeah. he's 7'3". He want to be like KD out there and trying to cross. And <laughs> if he just focus on being what he is, that big man. Because if yeah. you look, even last year, you know, he had the little injury, but when he came back, he for the like first six, seven games, he strictly stuck to the post and was killing. Yeah. Was killing. But then he wanted to step back out and be KD. Mm. So it's different now with, with a lot of the bigs out here. Yeah. And, and that sounded like a critique from Coach Wallace, and, and you're at Jordan <laughs> High School, and, and you're coaching both kids. Both of these now. guys are coaching now. Yeah, you know, both coaching. Coaching. <laughs> So, so what what is it like, you know, trying to coach the game today, and you're trying to battle that because, the, the, like you said, the big guys want to go out and dribble like KD, and then you got small guys that all they want to do is just try to, you know, pull up from 35 feet out. So I want to hear Bozzy. Bozzy, yeah, I see yeah, you yeah, shaking Bozzy. your head. I want to see Bozzy. I want to see Bozzy coaching the NBA. I want to see Bozzy coaching. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, honestly, because you know, me and she, we both coach high school. We both high right, school coaches, right, right, right. and we love it, and you know, love the kids. And but these kids, just a different generation. It's a different era, of kids, and and we're all parents, and we, you know, we parent, but coaching is a is another beast. Beast. So, in what way, Bonzi? Like, what, 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 what are you finding with today? Just, just trying to relate what I'm trying to say to them, and them understanding, like. You know, you're one, you know what I'm saying? I was putting my whole Bonzi on. I'm like, hey, you know, it's me, Bonzi Wells. I'm a pro. Listen. And they just kind of like, uh, whatever. And then I'm talking to my, my, my I'm talking, I called Damon Stoudemire and I'm like, I talk to Damon all the time. He was like, Bonds, man, best advice I can give you, man, is just let these kids know you care. Kind of just get on their level, relate to them. You know, then they, they, they start working for you. So year two, I just, I start thinking about it, Like, what can I start saying to these kids to make them really start talking to me? So I start speaking to him in NBA 2K. <laughs> I start telling the kids like, "Hey man, your attributes is only on a 71 today. Like, you know, your attributes are bad. Like, man, you know, if you had a good game, I'm like, man, you on your 96 stuff today. Bro, oh, you know, you got plus three. You know, I'm talking, and they like responding like, yo, hey, I get that. You know, what about what about today, bro? About an 86, man. You know, keep grinding. <laughs> 
So I started doing stuff like that, and then it just was like, you know, they started messing with me every day. You know, it got better and better. It just got fun, man. It just something we would do, and it just just became our thing. So that was just best advice I've gotten, man. Just start relating to them on that level. Start getting on their level, man, and it's, it, it makes the process a lot funner. Now, Fonzie, are you playing this pacing space? What you doing? Uh, I mean, what, what do you do? Who are your coaching influences, you know, that oh, you, uh, man, I mean, you run it? I, I mean, I, I'm the assistant to the assistant. I just kind of just help. You know, we have a head right. coach. I'm not the head coach like Rashid. I, I didn't want the responsibilities and have to go to all the – the uh, meetings with the administration. I just, I just like to just help. <laughs> I just like to help. But I mean, I've had a lot of great coaches over my my time, man. And I just, I really like the running gun, man. And like our first, my first play is fast break. And if we can't That's get a right. fast break, we can try to run a little something. I don't want to complicate it. I don't want these kids thinking about nineteen exactly. different plays. I just want them just to play, react, and let's figure it out after that. If it don't work, and we'll figure it out in practice and get better. But I just don't. You know, I'd like to have one or two good plays that have six or seven variations to it. Coach Wallace, you the head coach. So you got <laughs> yeah. all the politics now. You got all the politics. <laughs> I come to you when I don't get my playing time. I don't get my touches. How's that been for you? I never saw neither one of you guys coaching. I think that's fabulous. But how are you enjoying it? Tell us a little about what you're doing and, and how did this all come about? Man, I love it. I um I actually put my name in a coaching hat here locally uh, for high school about maybe three years ago. And come to find out, it was myself and another one of my Carolina brethren who were going for the same job, but I didn't know it at the time. So if I would have known that he would have he was the one that was going for it, I would have backed out because he went to this school. So I would have just bowed out. But you know, one one day I have a good friend down here and, um, you know, the good Reverend McDonald, and he hit me. He was like, hey, are you still interested in coaching? I said, yeah, what's up? <laughs> and, you know, the, the, all the cards fell into the right place because the high school I'm at, Jordan High School, is only probably about maybe five minutes from my house. So that's that was always a good thing. And it was just like, like Bonzi said, you have to get the kids to trust you. So my main thing that I was doing, come down to their level, and, and we had had this thing called KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's our thing. You know, as Bonzi mentioned, we can't go out there and give them all the variations of every play, Hawk cut and UCLA cut. Right. No, that's that's doing too much for them. But for for me, it was it was just getting on a level with the silly stuff that we do off the court, you know, me trying all their little dances and when we in the weight room listening to their music and, you know, just, just getting with them, just showing that, look, yes, I am Rashid Wallace. I did play in the NBA, but number one, I'm a person first. And then number two, yeah, I, I'm not that, that hard nosed coach. Yeah. It's, I have discipline, but you know, we make it fun because I want this time to be rememberable for the kids. I don't want it to be like, man, I hated my coach in high school. You know, because you don't, I, I didn't have that feeling when I went to high school. I love my high school coach to this day. So yeah. I want that same feeling with the kids. And now I have that. The kids know that I have their back and they have mine and we fighting for each other. And it's, it's all about us. Now, for both of you guys, are you guys, is it, you know, during the COVID are you guys, your school's canceled right now or the sports is canceled? Or how is that going as far as high school sports or high school athletics, I should say? Um, well, I know for us, we haven't had anything since the COVID happened. We haven't. School has just started actually about three or four days ago. 
But as a basketball team, we haven't had any contact with our guys. We haven't been able to do anything. So I don't know what the season is going to be. They haven't canceled it as of today, but I'm expecting some news really soon that they're either going to cancel the season or at least maybe pick up in January. Mm. Yeah, and it's pretty much the same here. We're waiting for the uh, Carolina governor to take us into phase three, and then we can start. Um, it'll probably be sometime in December, maybe. Um, early December, we could start up and, you know, going into the season um, in January. So, but we're not sure yet, though. It's all it's all tentative. And as, yeah. as of now, you know, we have school. We actually started school today. And right. we have school, but it's, it's no other, uh, no sports being played right now. No football, no cross country, no volleyball. So it's, it's dead for us down here. Yeah. yeah. And Sheed, you lived in Tobacco Road, on Tobacco Road, however you want to phrase it. And you played in North <laughs> Carolina, but Jordan High School is in Durham. I mean, what is that mm-hmm. like to be Rashid Wallace, the North Carolina icon, <laughs> coaching the high school in Durham? Uh, you know, what I mean, what is that like for Rashid Wallace? Because it seems like it would be a lot of fun, especially with officials. It seems like you can get you can get some revenge <laughs> if you need to. Oh, it, it's definitely fun. Um, I have I have a ball with it. And, you know, uh, me and some of my other coaching buddies, we had an over under on how many texts I would get this year. <laughs> how many you and, get, she? How many? Did you get? I had to say that they lost. I got, I, I got a total of five. I got five. But the thing, I'm, I'm glad about the five I got because it wasn't from me huffing, fussing, and cussing. It was me taking up for the kids. Mm-hmm. And you know, the refs. It, it was sometimes we was dealing with referees, one who already didn't like me because of who I was. Like, like, right. dude, you don't even know me, so don't take it out on my kids. You want to talk about me? Right, you can talk about me all you want, this and that, but don't take it out on my kids, though. Yeah. And mm. so just just going out there and, and just, like I said, the kids having my back, and I got theirs and playing, man, it's fun, man. I, I love it. I love it. And it, it hurts my heart, you know, when we lose. I see the guys, they really care. You know, they got the long faces, crocodile tears. And <laughs> then, on the other hand, I felt good when my seniors graduated, mm. when they went on to – play uh, football and, you know, play basketball at other D1 schools. Yeah, I just got to ask, does any of the kids say ball don't lie? <laughs> they said it a lot during the year. They said it during the year. They're the only team that should be allowed to say it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Oh man. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys coming on and joining us again. It's Let's Get Technical, the podcast. Go check it out with these two. Uh, any any more parting shots that you guys have? Uh, any more things for the Portland Trailblazers that you expect to see in that series, or anything playoff wise that you expect to see? Are you guys going to be covering the? playoffs on your podcast i'm sure well i know we're going to cover it i mean we're definitely going to talk about blazers i mean that's that, that's our squad that's who nice. got us started that's the reason so why all the blazers have... fans tune in yeah. these are the two guys <laughs> you're hear from. Yeah, they gonna, <laughs> we're definitely going to show some love but i'm i'm excited to see it man i i mean dame lillard and gary trent jr cj mccollum man nurkic mellow man they're just playing at a high level right now so i'm looking forward to it man and you know, um, you know, Gerald Brown, man, I appreciate him, yep, man. Yep, Gerald, 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 shout out to Gerald, Gerald, man, Gerald Brown, man. He's a, he's our partner, man. Shout out to him for always um making sure we do the right thing on this podcast uh, stuff and you know the media tours that we do, do, man. So everything's a blessing, man. So you know, appreciate you guys for having us on. Really, yeah, that's it. Yeah, just before sure. we let you guys go, just who you guys got coming out of the, who you guys got coming out of the East? I know <laughs> Portland's gonna come out of the West, but if Portland don't come out of the West. <laughs> <laughs> Who you guys got coming out uh, of Bondi, I'm going to let you answer this first. Yeah. 
Because my, my answer is going to take him out. <laughs> Yo, bro. Y'all ain't going to like his answer. My, but just say your answer. <laughs> <laughs> my Western Conference picks before, before the bubble started, I had the Western Conference Finals. I had the Lakers and the Clippers. And I had the Clippers beating the Lakers. And I had Milwaukee coming out the East. Mm. I'm going to go with the Clippers winning it. Okay. I like that. like that. She, for me, <laughs> before oh, man. the bubble, and now during the bubble, because I'm going to still stick with my same words, mm. I had Milwaukee coming out of the East, and I had Utah coming out of the West. <laughs> Ooh, oh. Quinn Snyder. Tell me why she Yeah, just well, tell me why well, she I, think... I just want to hear why. For the simple fact, one, uh, I like the young rebel in in Donovan Mitchell. Mm. Um, you know, he, okay. he's gung-ho. Okay. Then you got the uh, depoy, um, Rudy Gobert, two-time depoy. And now all they really needed was a solidified point guard, and boom, who pops up? Mike Conley. Yeah. You know, Mike, and he's a respected point guard. You know, that's Mike right, Conley, right, he right. can get some buckets. Indiana. So I feel like they got the – Point guard. They got the wing score and they got the big. Right. They got the recipe. All yeah. Right. That, and that's that's the base recipe, you know, to being successful trying to win that chip. Now I'm hoping they go out there and do it. You need a bench as well. Right, so, right, right. DJ, until he showed me a bet slip, I don't believe it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, I, I've been saying it. I've I stuck with my word all season. Bonzi and Gerald thought I was bananas when I said that. Right. Well, hey, guys, I want to thank you all both for so much for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Please check out their podcast. Yeah. Let's get technical with my man, Gerald Brown. We got <laughs> Bonzi Wells. We got Rasheed Wallace. Man, I love you guys. I love what you guys are doing. You guys are active, not only on the court and what you guys are doing in the community. You guys got a voice. Yep. Yeah. What you guys mm -hmm. doing is socially, you're active. And uh, you guys are always welcome here. We love it what you're doing. You, we're a fan of your show. We appreciate you guys. And uh, anytime, I hope you all come back. We could chop it up and uh, you know have some more fun. But please check out that show. Let's get technical. Sure. Great show. Much love. Peace right. to y'all, man. Y'all my brothers, man. And uh, hey, we hopefully we'll see you guys again real soon. Thanks, y'all. Right. No doubt. No Thanks, doubt. Man. Appreciate peace, it, man. Peace. peace.